I'm never going back. I was already going to say it, and he said it for me. I feel like the Holy Ghost already done preached my sermon. There is victory in this place. There, there is victory in this place. I feel there is one thing left for me to give you. We are never going back. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. I was standing right over here while the preacher was up there, brother uh, Wade. And I felt I had complete faith in what he was saying and what God was going to do. And there was this temptation in me to lift my hands and seek God for something. To I felt like I was doing something wrong if I'm like, God, give me something. Give me an impartation where my life's never going to be the same again. And I'm going to feel the power of God follow me right now. And I'll never have to fight another battle. And I'll never have to think another thought. But I'll ultimately, automatically just be walking in the gifts of the Spirit. I'll automatically just be what I'm supposed to be. You've got it wrong if that's what you think. The Lord told me, He said, I don't want you to respond with emotion. He said, if you'll do it in my church, you'll do it outside my church. The Lord told me that as clear as, clear as day. As, I, just as I'm standing here speaking to you, the Lord told me that. I'm confident that the Lord told me that. And it changed the way that I think. It changed the way that I'm going to pray. It changed the way that I'm going to shout in the house of God. It changed the way I'm going to carry myself when I walk into the presence of the Lord. It changed the way that I'm going to dance. It changed the way that I'm going to receive. If there is one thing different in me when I come into the presence of the Lord, I am loose. I feel liberty. I'm not tense. I am loose in the presence of God. I am loose to be who I am in the presence of the Almighty. I am loose. My mind has been set free and renewed, and I'm never going back. I'm not preaching very long. I'm giving you just a few things. sitting at his bedside after he got got done fighting all the kings to get lot back in his in his land and the and the bible says and the sun was going down and a deep sleep fell on abram and behold dreadful and great darkness fell upon him being apostolics filled with the spirit of god we are all too familiar with that darkness that follows us in the night we are all too familiar with the dreadful thoughts that hit us in the night 
I'm spirit filled. I've got the Holy Ghost in me. You know what that is? That's joy, unspeakable joy. That's peace that passes all my understanding. That's unwavering, unwavering faith. But I know what you're thinking. I felt it. What can I do about it? We got our victory, like Maddie said up here. During SOA, some of you were freed from depression that you had claimed. Oh, I, I know. I'm raised in the church. If anyone's had the questions, I've had the questions. Oh, God, you delivered other people from depression. Why am I not delivered? Why do I have to go through depression, God? Where is my Holy Ghost that's going to set me free and change everything? We are set free by the renewing of our mind. And God has gave me something, and I am never going back. You can tap your depression if you want it. You can claim it for yourself if you want it. Every spirit that, that rubs shoulders with you, every spirit that rubs up against you, you can receive that or you can reject it. You can cast it out. I feel such liberty in this place. You know what? We came home Saturday night. We came home after SOA. And Saturday night, I'd be willing to bet you, 99% of you felt tempted to go back. And I bet you, a lot of you did go back in your mind. You know what that is? That's your thought life. But the Wade, he said, God, he said, he didn't say you're never gonna feel depression. He didn't say you're never gonna feel any trouble or any fight again. You're never gonna have to go through seasons of struggle. Well, that's biblical. We're always gonna go through seasons of struggle. We're, there's always gonna be a, a, a wilderness in the church, and it's gonna be a whole lot worse out of the church. But what he said was that you are misinterpreting. You are, mis you are claiming that. You're misidentifying it. You're saying it was mine, that I felt that. And I would go farther and say, you're doing the same thing with your thought life because the devil's telling you a lie when, you, when somebody, when something shakes your promise, when somebody comes to you and says something that just shakes your foundation of your promise a little bit, when, when with your sight you see the... The, the, the reality of the situation and your foundation gets shaked a little bit and you and then here's the devil he pops a thought in your mind that was just excitement oh no back to another wilderness back to the way it's always been until next SOA until next spirit of Antioch and Thursday night where you can get deliverance from it again and you can be in the presence of people excited. Nope. 
I'm not going back. I like what Billy Cole said. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I'm never going back. God's going to give me what he said. God's going to give me what he said. God's going to give me what he said. I don't care what it looks like. God woke Abraham up after years of waiting on the promise. He circumcised himself and everybody in his household at a very old age. Let me tell you, that's faith. Brother Jeremy, how would you like to circumcise yourself right now? I guess we're calling you, you the old guy, so. I'm just joking. Abraham finally received Isaac. Oh, everything's good. God's finally going to do it. I've got the promise. Everything's looking good now. God, we're right on track. I was doubting you before, Lord. I was saying just do it through one of my slaves. Just let, let the blessing be through him. I doubted you at every turn. God told him that anybody, anybody who wrongfully did anything against him, he would curse. But yet when he went into cities, when he went into the city after receiving the promise of God, he said, Sarah, tell people that you're my sister. I don't want to die. But he said, I'm doing this for you, Sarah, for your sake, for your sake. Right, Jonathan? That's what we got to do. For your sake, do it. Because I don't want to die, but it's for your sake. We are people with human nature. Abraham is a father of faith. And even him, over and over and over, that wasn't the only time he did that. We try to control the situation. He should have said right then, no, any man who does anything against me, they will be cursed. But no, when we try to control the situation, we actually hurt people around us. We hurt people, our relationships with people. Things start getting play, uh, get, getting a hold of our mind. And all the house was cursed with plagues until they let Sarah go. They, didn't, they were ignorant of what was happening. That's because when we run, when we try to put God's will and we try to force God's will because we think we know what it takes to do it. Let me tell you something. God created all the earth. God created you. He put the breath in your lungs. He gave you sight. He formed the, the, the mind. He created the heart. He created everything about you and everything you could devote your life to studying. God created like that. He spoke light. What's the Bible say? And there was light. If you only knew the miraculous power of Jesus Christ, you'd be shouting. You'd be shouting. I'm preaching too long. Dad told me to tell you guys to sit down. 
God, I was almost done. Thank you, Abby. You don't have to keep playing. I'm going to go ahead and share this one verse with you. I'm really not going to preach much longer. I feel like God's already done what he's wanting to do. I just want to share this one thing with you that God showed me. So keep your hearts open and stay worshipful in your mind. Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you worship the Lord for a minute while I find this. Hallelujah, mighty God. Bible says all things worketh out for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Hebrew 12 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our, finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There was no joy, joyful thing about, and if I was Jesus, about his future. He what was he looking for? I mean, what was he joyful for? The pain, the rejection of men, the hurt, the nails being driven through his head, the lashes in Pilate's hall. What was he joyful for? He wasn't focused on the pain or the present situation. Jesus Christ had his eyes set on what was spiritual, what was not seen, the victory that was happening through the pain. I'm going to skip through all of this. Faith, the definition of faith, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The, mo the, the definition of emotion, a natural instinctive state of the, of the mind deriving from a circumstance, mood, or relationship. It's my natural reaction to the circumstances around me. The brother Jonathan comes up here and slaps me in the face. My natural emotion would be anger and probably confusion. I'd be like, why'd you do that, John? <laughs> then I'd put him in a headlock. <laughs> Hope, a feeling of expression and desire for a certain thing to happen. Hebrew 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. All God is saying here and what God showed me, 
I want your natural reaction to your circumstances to be faith. Full reliance on him that God will give you and give me the things that I hope for. When we have an unshakable, unwavering confidence that God is going to do what he said he will do, then we will be obedient to him. Even when it looks, sight, even when it looks like, the, like it's producing contrary results to what God promised you. Abraham was on his way up the mountain when God said, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. Okay. Brother Chris, what, is, what if, I mean, forget the promise. What if God told you to do that about Ethan? Uh, no way. What are you thinking, Lord? Like, let me tell you, we read this like it's a little story, but just try to put yourself in his shoes. Like, you have the promise. You're, yo, your faith just got in God. Oh, hallelujah, God just gave me Isaac. Hallelujah, years go by. God wakes him up one day. Abraham, I want you to go and sacrifice Isaac. Not just sacrifice him, but it's going to take a three-day journey to get to where I want you to sacrifice him. I don't think it was a coincidence that God made it a three-day journey. See, because there's something, yes, I, this was a test of Abraham's faith, but there was something that God's trying to put in his people. He wants us to be sold out. He wants us to jump into the things of God. Letting nothing hold me back. Letting nothing keep me out of his presence. When Brother Robinette, I know I'm going, I'm all over, I'll come back to Abraham. But when Brother Robinette was up here with the Niagara Falls water going down, the Lord reminded me of that song that you gave in the scripture. There is a river that flows whose streams make glad the city of our God. And it says it, before that, it says it's, it's a river of rapid and a river of foam. I can't see through. I don't know where the river is going to take me. But God told me this. He said, but I want you to jump in. That's what he told me. He said, it's a river who makes glad the city of our God. But it takes jumping in. But God, I don't know where it's going to take me. I don't know where the next 60-foot drop-off is, God, when you're going to ask me to do something like sacrifice my kid. <laughs> Living for God sometimes is like that, but I promise you, it's only because he wants nothing else to hold the kingdom in your mind and in your heart than him. He's going to take care of everything. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of love, not of evil. Thoughts to give you your expected end. Which also translates to the, to the things you hope for. But on this way up, Abraham is on the way up his, on this mountain. Three day journey with Isaac. And his poor son, he's probably thinking in his head, how am I going to tell him? 
oh God, this is a three-day journey, so I gotta, this ain't just like a, this ain't just like a click of a button, like, whoo, I did it, that was hard. No, it's three days of thinking about it, three days of spirits lying to you, three days of questioning everything the Lord spoke to you, three days of questioning everything God's ever done in your whole life, three days of shaking the foundation that you stand on every promise God's given you every word God's given you will I give in to emotion will I let my sight will I let my sight dictate what I feel or will I let the promise dictate what I feel in other words when I say my kid's gonna be saved my kid's going to be saved. And then I go home. I'm all excited. God gave me a word. And, and my kid looks me in the face. I don't have a kid. My kid looked me in the face and says, I'm never coming back to church. I'm never coming back to church. What are you going to choose right there? Remember, emotion is your natural reaction to circumstances. You can let sight dictate your natural reaction to circumstances. What you see presently happening or what I know God's promised me God's already told me my child's gonna be saved oh you got another thing coming I'll say I'll go to my closet and I'll say praise Jesus for I, I know there's coming a day where I'm gonna see him shouting where I'm gonna see him praising the Lord where I'm gonna see him claiming the victory of God going back and no devil not fear not any man not nothing never 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 not anything is going to take from me what God has promised me nothing I've been down that road and I'm never going back I'm done wandering around in the wilderness like the children of Israel and half of them fell to fear you know what the spirit of fear comes to do God showed me the spirit of fear comes to steal the promises of God. That's what fear's goal is. So if you're feeling fear, you better, you better resist it, submit to God. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how hard it is. Oh, it's so hard. I know it's hard, but do it. For God knows what he's doing. I will not let my sight dictate my emotions. I, when I come to the house of God, nobody can tell me anything. Nobody, nobody could preach anything. Nobody, which, don't get any, don't judge my motives. I think the preaching here is great. <laughs> what I'm saying, I just say that to my dad. Nothing, nothing is going to take my promises. And nothing is going to take your promises. God showed me something. There is going to be people deployed out of this church on the mission field. Jonathan, you're going to Mongolia and you're going to see a harvest that you, even you, even the words God's given you, you won't even be able to imagine the blessing and great harvest God's got for you. And it's not because of Brother Jonathan. It's because 
God wants to see a harvest, a worldwide harvest. And let me tell you something. The same Holy Ghost is in me that was in Brother Wade. And the same Holy Ghost is in me that's in Brother Robinette. And the same Holy Ghost is in you that's in Brother Jonathan. God just wants to teach you something. He wants you to walk by faith. After SOA, I know people were fighting spirits because I was fighting spirits. But here's what I went home with. I said, okay, God, no matter what, I'm just going to speak faith. No matter what I think, no matter what I hear, no matter what, I'm just going to speak faith. So I was speaking faith. If I had a doubtful thought, I would, just, I would just speak faith. But the problem was I didn't believe it. I laid in my bed and I still, that, that darkness started creeping up. And I said, well, the problem with that, when you just speak it and you don't believe what you're speaking and you don't feel what you're speaking, that causes em- empathy in you, apathy. And you won't be excited about the things of God. How can Paul, who was beat 39 times, put in prison, accused of the brethren, accused by the brethren, persecuted by men, feel content in every season? I mean, I read that and I think, God, I hope you know I'm, I'll never be able to get to that place. <laughs> like, if that's what you're looking for, I'm never going to be able to get there. <laughs> you know, Paul is just one of a kind. <laughs> but let's be real, we've all had days... Where we said, God, I'm full of this Holy Ghost. I'm supposed to preach your word. I'm supposed to be a disciple of Christ. But yet I'm walking around with darkness and I feel depressed. How am I supposed to give anything to anybody? We've all had those days. But there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Whatever you're holding on to, let go. Whatever you're afraid of, let go of it. You jump. You jump. God knows the thoughts he thinks towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. And he will give you your expected end just when you give it up. Abraham was on the top of the mountain. And he set Isaac up on the mountain. Set set Isaac up on the the altar, thank you. And somehow he got Isaac up there. Dad, if that was me and you, I would have been fighting you. And the, I would have been fighting you enough for the scripture would have made mention of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have thought, my dad is crazy. Even if God does bring something, he's crazy. He's going to kill me. But all the way up that mountain... As Isaac would ask him, as people would question him, see, you know, you know what God's promised you. And when people question you, you say, God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. God will provide, son. I don't know how to tell you. I don't know how to say it, son. God will provide. This I know. It's an instinctive feeling because I had my emotion in faith. I know God's asked me to do something that seems contrary to the promises. I know God's asked me to do something that seems completely contrary to what I know he spoke to me. But here's the thing. 
your faith, your faith, your obedience to God, I'm doing it even though it doesn't make sense. We're climbing the mountain for three days. It doesn't make sense. I'm climbing the mountain for three days. It doesn't make sense at all, but I'm going to be obedient. It is my faith. That is the visual representation of the hope that is working in me. And it is the evidence of the promises you can't see. I wish you'd just believe it. I wish you'd just believe it. Here's what I'm saying. Have you ever had those prayer meetings? When you go in your closet and you start in depression and it's just complete, utter, just depression. And then all of a sudden just, you start speaking something. You start speaking, oh God, but I know you're faithful. God, I know the thoughts you think towards me. And you start saying all these things to God. All of a sudden faith starts stirring up in your spirit. And you begin to prophesy. And the spirit of God begins to pray intercession through you. And before you know it, when you step out of the closet, you are full of faith. The situation has not changed. Well, you're full of faith. You know what that feeling is? That is the hope of God working in you. And when you will be obedient to God, that is the visible representation that what you're hoping for is coming to pass. So we shall walk by faith. If you walk by faith, you will not have, uh, you will not have depression. If we walk by faith, you will not drown in your sorrow. You will not have dark, dark nights. When Isaac was laying on that altar, and Abraham took the knife, and he put it up to his son. He was going to do it. He was going to flat do it. He was going to kill his son. I really don't know what to think about that, but this is a story I have to work with. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, he hasn't even told Sarah. I mean, if, if this isn't the word of God, his marriage is done. He's got no kid. He's going to be feeling just like a horrible person for the rest of his life. And all, everybody in his house is going to think he's crazy. And they're going to be afraid of him. But he was going to do it. I know. He said, me and the lad are coming back. And in, he, in, in the book of Hebrew, it says, he says, Abraham, by faith, knowing that if God had to raise his son from the dead, I don't know. I just feel something with that. Even if God's got to raise it from the dead, he's going to do it. How many times does he have to say it? How many times does he have to correct you? How many times does he have to tell you and speak it in your spirit? I will not have miscarry this. I will not have a miscarriage this year. No, this word's going to stay in my spirit. I know my God. You can stand. Let me tell you something. When Abraham, when Abraham was, had that knife up, an angel of the Lord said, wait, stop. For your faithfulness and your obedience. 
He said, through Isaac, your seed will last generations. It, you will not even be able to count it. It shall be so many. It will be like this. It, it will be like the stars in the sky and the sand at the beach. It's beyond your ability to understand or comprehend or count or measure. And guess what? He didn't lose Isaac. He didn't lose Isaac. And God added to him. There is going to be people in this church that are going to go on mission fields. And you are going to see thousands and thousands be filled with the Holy Ghost at one service. Brother Chris, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to hear the testimonies you tell me. I cannot wait to tell me, for you to tell me, the blind eyes that you saw open, the deaf ears that you saw unclogged, the transformation in people's lives that you got to witness and be a part of and God was able to do through you. I wish somebody would know why I'm shouting. I wish only if you knew because I know my God is working even though I can't see it. My God is moving even though I can't see it. Even though my situation is un it, it seems contrary to what you promised me. I know my God is doing it. Why don't you give God a praise? Worship Him with liberty right now. Walk to the front, walk to the back. Shout Him. Let's play something victorious. I'm tired of hanging my head down. We've got victory. God's gonna do it. God's gonna do it. I believe it. I believe it. I'm gonna see it. Even if God's gonna rise it from the dead, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. Then I'm not done waiting. I'm gonna see it. If you're not done working, then I'm not done praising. I believe you're moving, so I'm not done waiting. I believe you're working, so I'm not done praising. If you if you believe what was preached right now, I want you to come to the front. There's some promises that the devil's trying to steal from you. He's trying to kill them. He's trying to say they're dead. He's trying to tell you to quit thinking about them. They're over. You're never going to see it. But I want you to know the preacher came tonight to tell you your promises are not dead. That God is in control. Get your eyes off the problem and get your eyes on the God who's bigger than whatever you face. Oh, go ahead and clap your hands. Go ahead and proclaim the faith that you believe that God's going to do it. If you're not done moving, then I'm not done waiting. If you're not done working, then I'm not done praising. If you're not done moving, then I'm not done waiting. If you're not done working then I'm not done praising I believe you're moving so I'm not done waiting I believe
There is no 